welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, my name is Paul Dobish, PharmD. I'm a professor at the University of Nebraska uh, Medical Center College of Pharmacy, which is located in Omaha, Nebraska. And today what I want to discuss with you is the meaningfulness of the ISCH chart audit data that was presented looking at in-hospital mortality and specifically looking at the patients who had gastrointestinal bleeding. A little background about why the overall study was done. We know that oral factor 10A inhibitors such as apixaban and rivaroxaban um, they have advantages over vitamin K antagonists in efficacy and safety. There's less bleeding with these agents, especially less fatal bleeding and uh, things like that. But we do know that the bleeding rates are not zero. And with a large number of patients, millions of patients who are getting these agents, we know we're going to see these factor 10A related major bleeding episodes. Now, before induction alpha became approved for the, for the treatment of these major bleeds, the management of these major bleeds, we really were kind of scrambling as clinicians to figure out what to do, right? Uh, and so one thing that people started to kind of utilize was the use of a four-factor prothrombin complex concentrator, a four-factor PCC. And we did this really with very limited data and really without a real pharmacol- a known pharmacologic mechanism of action. I think we had some suspicions, but we really kind of really did. We were kind of just trying something. And so there have been studies since Indexion Alpha got approved, some very small studies that have been compared Indexion Alpha to four-factor PCC and routine clinical practice, kind of these real-world analysis. But they're really primarily based on kind of small single-center or single-health system studies. They have many other limitations as well, such as there's no correction for baseline differences in characteristics. Uh, time from last dose is almost ever known, so we don't really know how much anticoagulation might even, anticoagulant might even be in the system. And one of the things in our discussion today is there's very few data. I mean, literally you could probably count them on my fingers uh, of patients who, where we have data comparing these agents in the setting of gastrointestinal bleeding. So our objective was to basically compare the overall in-hospital mortality in patients who received either indexin and alpha or four-factor PCC for treatment of their rivaroxaban or apixaban-associated major bleeding episode. We also then wanted to have enough patients that we could look specifically at some subgroups, such as those with intracranial bleeding, as well as those with gastrointestinal bleeding, which is kind of our focus here uh, right now. Our study design overall, it's a multi-center observational study uh, conducted in over in 4,395 patients. So very large database, hospitalized with rivaroxaban or an apixaban-associated major bleeding episode, like I said and treated with either indexin alpha or a four-factor PCC. So we were not a single center or even, you know, single system. You can see we had 354 hospitals over 42 states, and our primary outcome is in-hospital mortality. Uh, and once again, correcting for any differences in baseline characteristics, we did conduct a multivariable logistic regression analysis uh, in patients getting these two agents. As far as the data we collected, obviously, like I said, we have demographics and comorbidities. We had the type of 10A inhibitor. And so, you know, 60% were getting a Pixaban, 40% were getting Rivaroxaban. We have time from hospital admission or basically pro- arriving in the hospital to actually receiving their management strategy. And we also have time from last dose of their 10A inhibitor has been collected. 
location, we right, we but where was the bleed? Was it intracranial bleed? Was it gastrointestinal bleeding? Uh, was it a critical compartment bleed? And there's a small number of patients that would have fit into this other category. Not uh, as far as intracranial bleeds, we looked at traumatic versus spontaneous. We looked at ICH severity and of course GI bleeding location. Like I said, when we look at the institutions that were here that we uh, that helped collect our data, like I said, 340. Uh, 54 hospitals across the United States, 42 states, so wide geographic representation. You can see most institutions were a comprehensive stroke center. Um, you know, about 45% were a level one trauma center. And actually, that number grows uh, much higher if you look at level one and two trauma centers. Roughly about two thirds of the institutions had both a Nexon and Alpha and four factor PCC on their formulary. Uh, about 10% had only a Nexon and Alpha, and yet about 23% that had only a four-factor prothrombin complex concentrate. As far as our bleed locations and our focus being in gastrointestinal bleeds, that was really the majority of our bleeds. Um, you can see basically it made up about 57% of our overall bleeding that gives us well over 2,000 uh, gastrointestinal bleeds to look at. So let's take a look at those. As far as the bleed characteristics, um, you can see here once again at the numbers at the top, uh, once again, like I said, we're talking about well over 2,000, well over 1,000 each group. Um, you know, it's basically looking at uh, 1,567 major bleeds. Um, and so you can see that the uh, most common was the upper GI bleeding, which ran around 40%, lower bleeding at about 32%. And let's face it, GI bleeding a lot of times, we don't know where it's really coming from. Uh, and that's also what we found uh, as far as documentation in the patient record. And so uh, that was about 27%. These, these were very similar. They, uh, these were not, there's no differences here between these groups. An AIM-65 score was collected if available. And about 70% of our GI bleeds did have these data available, okay? Um, and you can see here that the, uh, you know, how they line up the indexion alpha in the blue colors and four-factor PCC in the red colors. Once again, no statistical differences between those. For our primary outcome of in-hospital mortality, specifically just in those 2,567 GI bleeds, uh, you can see that the mortality rate was significantly reduced. The raw data there, 2.5 versus 4.3, which is basically almost a 2% absolute reduction in in-hospital mortality. When that's put into the multivariable logistic regression analysis, um, the basically what you see is a 51% lower mortality for patients getting a dextrin alpha versus that of a four-factor PCC that was statistically significant. Now, an AIM-65 score was not part of the initial multivariable logistic regression uh, because, remember, we were, we were looking at the total population, right? And so we did actually did a sensitivity analysis for in the GI bleeding subgroup of the patients who were, that only had that data available. So, with, you know, we, all, we know what their AIM-65 score, like I said, was 70% of these bleeds. And actually when we do that and we adjust for the AM65 score, uh, the in-hospital mortality of adexin alpha versus a four-factor PCC is actually associated with a 55% reduction in mortality. So 51, 55, same thing. But really the data, really, really what it shows is the data is overall consistent um, in this setting. We also looked at factors that were associated with in-hospital mortality. So you can see the, fact, the factors that are, are highlighted in red were the ones that were statistically significant. And so indexion alpha, like I already mentioned, was associated with a significant reduction in, in hospital mortality. 
um, age. So older patients, uh, the older the age was, um, was associated with a small but statistically significant increase in in-hospital mortality. Not surprisingly, patients who presented with impaired mental status or a DNR order, that was associated with increased mortality. Patients with a history of liver disease, chronic kidney disease, or heart failure, all of those were associated with higher mortality. Uh, and the last one I'll just kind of mention is down at the bottom, this door to treatment time. You can see a very wide confidence interval there, um, but still crossing one. So um, time to treatment was not associated with a significant increase or uh, in in-hospital mortality or, you know, a, a delay in treatment, I should say, in that setting. So in conclusion, this is the largest study, observational study conducted today, comparing addiction alpha with the four-factor PCC in clinical practice. Like I said, we had over 4,395 patients overall. And on our GI subgroup, this is by this is this is the biggest collection of, D, of data in the GI population, probably by 50-fold, uh, if not bigger. Right. And so we just swarm this, this is as much, much more data we have in any other area. Uh, looking at GI and gastrointestinal bleeds. So in the overall population, looking at all the types of bleeds, treatment with induction alpha, the patients ho with hospitalized with a river oxybate or a pixivan related major bleed was associated with a 50% statistically significant reduction in hospital mortality compared to a four-factor PCC when adjusting for uh, the, the factor, for when adjusting in multilogistic regression analysis. And that it's interesting when we look significantly in the GI bleed group, that that reduction in mortality is very consistent uh, to the overall study population with a 51% significant reduction. And so with that, I want to thank everybody for taking part in listening to this uh, presentation, and I wish you a good day. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME, LLC and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.